Welcome, horror fans, and thank you for downloading the horror show. Sit back while your hosts, Sean and Joe, take you back in time to review your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies from yesteryear with their own twisted comedic view your hosts will remind you why you loved or hated those classic horror movies and other horror-related events. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to The Horror Show. <laughs> And welcome to the horror show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Thanks, you all. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Thank you all for downloading the last episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, today we are doing our second of three parts on anthologies. Yes. And this week we are talking about Creep Show. Yeah. Very excited to do this. Classic. Such a classic. Honestly, uh, uh, so good. Uh, this one I chose. This one. Yeah. This one I had considered my favorite until, as we discussed last week, Trick or Treat came <laughs> until out. Until we sucked Trick or Treats. Yeah. We definitely did. Uh, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We sucked its dick. That's, that's, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but. Before we get there, happy birthday, Joe! Thank you. Oh, this is my birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pull the curtain back on the show, but we record two episodes a week, uh, so this is actually recorded immediately after Trick or Treat. So yes, we are actually like three weeks away from Joe's birthday. <laughs> uh, but uh, this will be this will be released. This will be on my his birthday. my thirtieth birthday. Thirtieth birthday. Old as shit. And a little later, I bought Joe a present, and he he'll be opening that <laughs> on the air. So th- that'll be a little fun thing at the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm saying that like people care to stick around for, the, for you to open a present that they can't see. <laughs> but hey, guys, stick around. It'll be really exciting. To listen. You get to hear me open a box. <laughs> listen to Joe. <laughs> Uh, I packed the box extra so it makes extra noises. Oh, nice! So uh, they Thinking can really get they can really theater of the mind. It. <laughs> they can really just get in the zone and imagine you opening this box. <laughs> yeah, we should do a, a mini sode which just involves me opening presents on my birthday. <laughs> they can't hear anything. Just me un- unwrapping and not this. even describing it, and just thanking people. <laughs> oh, thanks! I really enjoy this. This will be really great. A half an hour of really <laughs> wrapping paper being crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst idea ever. Uh, and probably what like 90% of podcasts sound like. You know what I mean? Like I've listened to podcasts where it sounds like 
they recorded it with a potato. <laughs> uh, Creep Show, though. Yeah. Love this movie. Loved it from childhood. It's so great. Yes. Released in 1982. Uh, let's just go over some of the stats on this bad boy. Eight million to make. Yes. Eight million dollar budget. What and- did it make? Yeah. <laughs> $21 million. Oh, wait, I thought you said, never mind. $21 million. That is a lot of money uh, off an of $8 million budget. And I, I actually can't believe it made that much fucking money in the box office. It is crazy. In 1982. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, basically the opposite of what Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's crazy. However, it did have George Romero, who was fresh off his uh, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead movies, and it had Stephen King starring and uh, writing some of the the stories. Yeah, you know, this actually, this is coming off the heels of Dawn of the Dead, 78. Oh, yeah. Um, Day of the Dead be after that, my bad. So that was probably a big catalyst on this, and I think Stephen King was exceptionally hot during this time. Not as a movie person, per se, but as a writer. I mean, he's been – has he ever not been hot as a writer? I think he <laughs> came on strong. Yeah. I mean, his first book was Carrie. So so crazy. Yeah. So awesome. So let's get into um, – let's get into Creepshow. Uh, any memories of Creepshow as a kid? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I loved, loved this movie. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys know we both like Tales from the Crypt. Uh as we talked last week, we love anthologies, and this was like the anthology for me growing up. Uh, I remember watching it all the time. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I'm a huge George Romero fan, and uh, just everything about this, I would just watch it over and over again. And as we'll talk about, but the something to tide you over story was like my favorite. Yeah, still like that's that's the one that's that I cool. always think about when I think of Creepshow. Yeah, this movie really stands out as a movie I watched about a million times growing up like <laughs> insane amount the boxes i remember the yep. creep standing in the little ticket window it, it was awesome i i remember so vividly renting this for every sleepover it was really accessible again it was one of those ones where your parents wouldn't mind you renting yeah this one is was very safe to watch yeah it was and still really good at the same time uh big sleepover one creep show. definitely Big time sleepover one. Uh, I, that's like my fondest memories. Uh, and it was one that I kind of grew up. Like as I grew up, I continued to watch it. Same. So you saw it when you were kind of young. Didn't know who George Romero was. Probably didn't know who Stephen King was. Maybe. Didn't know they were involved most likely. Except then I started getting older and I was still watching it like once a year. And then, I, oh, yeah, George Romero, he did uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, shit, that's Stephen King. See, my aunt and uncle were diehard Stephen King fans. That's awesome. So they like they had every book. So every time I'd go to their houses, I would see them. But, you know, I was too young to read them. Mm-hmm. But they would just tell me about them. They'd give me like the synopsis. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, dad, this happened. Yeah. I'd be like, this is fucking awesome. That's exactly like, I can't what wait to my read dad it. did. So I knew, that Steve, I knew Stephen King's name from them. So I, could, I just related the two together. Yeah, so good. So... Real, real nostalgia here. I mean, this. I was excited to watch this. Uh, super excited to watch this. Yeah, I actually still probably watch this once a year. To be honest with you, that's that's pretty good. I, I, I definitely don't. I, I mean, I stopped <laughs> watching it, but 
it doesn't matter because when I see it, when it popped up on Netflix for me, I remember it, it popped up on Netflix and I was like to my wife, I was like, have you ever seen creep show? And she was like, no. And I was like, what? You're, you're a jerk. <laughs> so I, I put it on immediately and uh, she wasn't thrilled. What? Yeah. Without, I think without the nostalgia factor, um, it might not be, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this later too, but just briefly, do you think it holds up or do you think it feels dated? <sighs> I think it's a little both. I, uh, yes. Yeah. I still love it. I yeah, still think yeah. it holds up, but I could definitely see if this was my first time watching it. Like you as an adult, said, as a thirty-year-old adult watching a creep of, show, you're probably like, yeah. We'll talk more about. And that I later, think but. honestly, I think I stopped. I I stopped Creep Show after Father's Day with her, and then I put on Creep Show Two, thinking I liked that more. And I was like, this is <laughs> wait, wait, wait. terrible. So you you made it past the first story, and then you put on Creep Show Two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she wasn't thrilled with it. And I was like, oh, maybe Creepshow 2 is better. And then it was not. It is not. It is not. (laughs) We'll talk about that a little later, too. But let's get into uh, Creepshow. Yeah. So unlike Trick or Treat, this is very open up with a narrative. Tell your three – there's way more than three stories in this. There's like five stories in this. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Uh, And then end with your narrative. Perfect. Yeah. Love this this philosophy, especially because it was really – even though (laughs) – Trick or Treat, for whatever reason, showed comic book pages like it was a comic book. It wasn't set up like a comic book. No. This was this set up, was like, set a up like a comic book. book. Like, a, like a Tales from the Crypt EC Comics comic yes, book. Like correct. Three ta- five tales, and that's what you're getting today. Um, so we start out with this narrative. How good is this opening? So amazing. I, I, I got like kind of goosebumps when I was watching this. You have this kid getting screamed at by his dad. <laughs> Who's played by Tom Atkins? Yeah, who's a horror staple. Absolutely, and I want to I, I want to talk about this really fast. Okay, so well, why don't you explain the setup, and then I'll, I'll explain my thoughts on it. Explain the setup of the opening. Well, yeah, the opening. Explain so the opening. we have this young boy whose name is Billy. He's getting yelled. And he's getting hit by his father, played by Tom Atkins. And uh, basically, the reason for this beating is because he's reading the comic book called Creepshow. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and you remind uh, Tom Atkins. Tells his wife that he has to be hard on Billy because he doesn't want him reading some fucking crap or whatever yeah. he says. Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, he's swearing so much in this beginning. He's season. so angry about him reading this comic book. 20 seconds in, you hear shit probably five times and crap an additional dozen. It's it's like, why are you reading this shitty crap shit? This, <laughs> this shit's crap. I'm like, what? This guy's pissed. I always... And I've heard, like, some guys I used to work with used to be like, oh, my father would take away all my comic books. But, like, isn't that such – don't you want your kids to read? Isn't that such a weird thing to take away? It was – and this is still a mentality that's I, – I mean, as a parent, I have to deal with this. People are like, oh, my son will only read Captain Underpants. Good. Who gives a he's, shit? Yeah, he's reading. He's reading. He's yeah. using his brain. What do you talk – what do you want him to sit there and read fucking dusty old books? Like, Moby Dick <laughs> – that that's how that's how kids throw, start throwing books away, right? Because they're like, "This is garbage. Yeah. I don't want to do this." Let them read whatever the fuck they want. So I always found that weird. And this guy is fucking livid. This, this guy, guy is super pissed. <laughs> that his son is reading this. He does have a bit of a smart mouth son. Billy's a bit of a smart. Sure. He says, "What about the magazines you keep in your drawer?" <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Call right. out your dad. It is yes, but I mean, this guy's livid over seemingly nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, so. 
Billy sits upstairs and uh, he says that he hopes his father rots in hell. <laughs> so angry. <too. laughs> and uh, then he hears a sound at a window and it's actually this <laughs> the creep. Yes. The, the creep. creep. That's what they call the him, creep right? show creep. The yeah. creep show creep, who's like a fucking dementor from Harry Potter. Yeah, just a skeleton. <laughs> and I love that they did not. <laughs> it's like the the special effects for this guy were just like, <laughs> oh shit! Like Tom Savini was probably like, fuck, I forgot the creep. Uh, get a skeleton. Uh, throw some fucking rags over it. And and I forgot Savini was involved. Yeah. in this. you know he's in it. Yeah, he's a garbage man. Yeah. yeah. And they fucking hang him outside the window. But it really seemed like that guy was just thrown together last minute. But he is the creep from the comic book. Yes. So he's the creep show yes. creep. It's so meta. And there's music. The music is like this heavy, ominous uh, music, man. It is perfect movie music. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect music. I might set it as my ringtone. I'll send it over to you. <laughs> uh, and now, he's at the window and he's uh, mm-hmm. begging the kid. He's like beckoning the kid to come closer. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's how we start our thing. And we... Great opening. Great, Great opening. Sets the Amazing tone. Move. Now, here's what I wanted to say about this opening that just pulled pulled my little nostalgia heartstrings. <laughs> this beginning's the, the fucking best beginning to a horror movie. Did this not speak to every horror fan as a kid? Like, even if your dad didn't like it, it was just eh, eh. like my dad let me watch horror movies, but it still spoke to me. In the sense that, like we talk about a lot, horror movie horror horror was always great because it felt like you shouldn't be watching it. Right. And this movie, even if you were allowed to watch it, made you be like, yeah, I'm not supposed to watch horror movies. Like, yeah, my parents let me, but I'm not supposed to watch this. Like, look at this kid's dad. This kid's dad basically just beat, beat the, the shit out, out of yeah. him for reading horror comics. Like, I'm watching this. And, and when, especially when you're at a sleepover and you're watching this, it just like really set a mood of like, yeah, we're going to. Dig in here. Definitely. Like, dig in. Um, I also love that the the comic book feel to it. Like yeah. the beginning involves the comic book and then the stories go and in. The stories are actually titled. Yep. Like the titles appear on the screen. And pages turn yep. during the movie when it's time for a new story. Yeah. It's, and it's even great. some of like the crazier scenes, it'll like cut out and kind of pan out and kind of have comic book art yeah. around the scene. It's it fantastic. really cool. Which leads us to our first story. First story called Father's Day yep. was written by Stephen King, and uh, he wrote it specifically for this film. I think he wrote all of these, didn't he? Probably. He he did the screenplay for all of them. I, I think. I. It know, was hard to I find information have done on that. More research, research on this. I think some might have already been written. No, and I, think I some he did. For, oh just for yes. The movie. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was kind of hard to find that information. I looked for it, and it was kind of weird because I thought there were other writers involved, but. It looked like it was just Stephen King. So Stephen King was the wrote the screenplay and George Romero directed it. Can you think of anything? I mean, that's a horror match made in heaven. That's perfect. Yeah, that's fucking perfect. So yeah. Well, my so point just, saying that is, um, I know King wrote this one just for the movie. Like it wasn't a pre-existing, and it's story. awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing about this is, and it's so weird because I, I enjoyed Father's Day. I enjoyed this segment of the anthology. I didn't remember it, even though I watched this movie like. Once a year, like I said, mm-hmm. I never remember Father's Day. And even after watching it like two days ago, I still have a hard time remembering Father's Day. Remembering <laughs> Father's Day. I don't know what it is about it. It's, it's The other ones stick out more to me. Not a lot happens in it. It's a lot of storytelling. Um, so 
I remember, Ed Harris. I do it. remember that the daughter's name is Bedelia. Yeah, which is uh, Aunt Bedelia, a ridiculous name. Uh, so Ed Harris is in it. He plays the son-in-law, I believe. I think he's married to the daughter. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's great. Uh, it's it's the it's the birthday of the dead grandfather. Yes. Great Aunt Bedelia is coming to dinner for Father's Day. Oh, it's not the birthday. Yeah, it's Father's Day. Father's I don't day. know why. Yeah. <laughs> So stupid. Uh, but they're waiting for Aunt Bedelia. And while they're waiting, they tell this story of uh, Aunt Bedelia killed the father. <laughs> and everybody knows it. <laughs> and Aunt Bedelia killed the father because the dad had her husband murdered yeah. in a fake hunting accident. Very elaborate story. For, yeah. We really didn't need this much. But we find out Aunt Bedelia smashed his head in with uh an ashtray. Yeah. Which that ashtray appears in every story. Did you know that? I did not. Every story, including the narrative. Wow. Trick or Treat did these very nice, elaborate stories where all the characters intertwined, and Creep Show just did an ashtray <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> in every <laughs> That's the thing that ties everything together. Yeah, an ashtray. Ashtray. Fucking stupid huh. looking ashtray. Um, Bedelia arrives. We see the flashback. To uh, she rings the doorbell and it triggers the flashback of the murder of her father. Yeah, <gasps> Bedelia, you bitch! <laughs> Where's my cake? Where's my cake? The father is such a dick. He's such an annoying asshole. Yeah. I would have cracked his head open too. Yeah. He, he would have been in a home so fast. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely better options than killing him. Yeah, Just put him in a I fucking suppose. home, like you said. But I anyway, suppose. Bedelia. Bedelia <laughs> Bedelia heads on out to the gravesite, drunk. Drunk, yeah. To lay a flower. To lay everyone's a flower drunk in this. Yeah. Why is she putting a flower? Like you killed him. I don't know. <laughs> Paying respects for him. I don't know. And uh, what do we get? We get uh, Dad's back. <laughs> but why is he back? Because the, the alcohol. Because board? she spilled whiskey on it. It's so weird. <laughs> Although honestly, the smell of whiskey. Like, on your clothes is so repulsive, it would probably wake me from the dead, too. <laughs> when that's on my clothes, I, my night's over. My night, Unless I am drunk. Unless I was drinking the whiskey. But if somebody spills whiskey on you, you, like, it's the worst. Yeah, but she drops uh, her whiskey bottle, or spills her whiskey bottle on the uh, on the gravestone, mm-hmm. in front of the gravestone, something yeah. like that. And then it brings him back, and he's sort of, his corpse is so, like, maggot infested. It's really good. Yeah. I really like that makeup on I that. It's really cool. Uh, so he gets old Bedelia. We cut back to the house, and I gotta say, we see Ed Harris and his girl dancing. I fucking hate disco. I hate disco music, but even more than hating disco music, I hate disco dancing. Yeah, it's very annoying. It's super annoying. <laughs> it's the most annoying dancing I've ever seen in my life. There's so much... Fucking hand movements, and they're just like snapping. Would you rather watch that or Crispin Glover dancing from Friday the 13th? Oh, my God. Disco all day. (laughs) Only because Crispin Glover is a sick individual. (laughs) Uh, Crispin Glover dances like a psycho. Uh, It's just scary. It's such a scary. Uh, But uh, Ed Harris decides he's going to head out and find Aunt Bedelia because where where the fuck is she? So he, he heads out. Guys, heads up. If you're somewhere, weird, creepy place, and you start seeing dark, deep purple and blue lighting, 
Pack your shit yeah, up. Get the fuck out. Pack your <laughs> shit up. Nothing good happens when dark blue or purple lighting is lighting up your house. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what we should do? This is so off topic. We should help each other and rig up like Argento-style lighting on our houses for Halloween. Like bright blue and bright red lighting. Light Neighbors would have such up. headaches. <laughs> just, just play goblin music Dude, all month. <laughs> goblin music. I don't know if you saw my Tumblr post, but I posted goblin, uh, the Suspiria thing. Yeah. And my comment was just how not to start your Wednesday listening to this. It is off. And I listened to it that morning and I was like, why am I listening deep to this? synth? It's awful. And just. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so Ed Harris runs out into the, well, not runs. He just staggers out drunk as shit into the graveyard <laughs> drinking again. I want to be so rich that. Going out drinking in a graveyard doesn't scare me at all. And like after hearing two tales of two murders, yeah, doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> I'm so rich. I'm just like, oh, I just heard two stories about these people being brutally murdered. Fuck it, I'm gonna take a stroll through the graveyard, dude. This, what? I've never taken a stroll. Uh, well, that's not true. I have I taken. Think a we stroll. have together. What, really? Yeah. When? I don't know. I feel like there's a group of us that went to a graveyard over by, um, I don't want to say anyone's <laughs> name on the show. Uh, I'll bleep it out. House. That graveyard. Oh yeah. I think we all went there. <laughs> Somebody was like telling us shit was going on over there. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. It was a bust. Oh, I know why we went Dude, out there. Dude, it's always a bust. Dude, you know why we went out there? Because <laughs> <laughs> B. Who shall not rename, not remain nameless? Uh, was like into a ghost hunting phase, and he took us all out there. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. Oh God! God. <laughs> yeah, and he was like taking pictures and like. Dude, taking, you, dude you know what? He took me to another one too. Oh my God! And it always sucks. What a waste like, of time! It's not even spooky. Like, I get scared. I'm scared shitless during it. But then once I start seeing the pictures. Once you're out there for more than like three minutes, you're not scared anymore. And you're like, can we just go home? Just, you're yeah, more scared of the cops okay. coming. I, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Like, yeah. like the, you're right. The first like minute you get out there, you're like, man, I wonder if I'll see something. And then the reality sets in. You're like, of course I'm not going to see it, dude. It's fucking boring. I'm going to go watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Ed Harris doesn't give a fuck. So he's off topic. He's, yeah, I know. He's going out there. Um, Ed Harris falls into the grave. Where daddy was. Yep. Aunt Bedelia falls on top of him. <laughs> and then the zombie dad somehow uses Jedi mind trick. Yeah, it, it, it moves the headstone. <laughs> moves the headstone and crushes Ed Harris. Yeah. Great kill scenes so far, though. I'm like, I'm digging the kill scenes. Like, they're fun. And again, I didn't hate, actually, I kind of enjoyed this. I, don't, I just don't hold it in high regards i guess like it's just i really liked it and i think it's my favorite of all wait wait, what really yeah wow not not of of this movie they're my it's my favorite yeah because i thought it was just fun and i thought it just it was well paced and it was just like death 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 i like the kills i like the kills too yeah yeah, because immediately we hop right back to the house we get a dead maid yeah that they see and uh the mom finds the dead maid, and then the fucking dad grabs her head and just fucking twists <laughs> yeah. it all the way around. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, the kids walk into the kitchen to find out what's going on. They open the doors, and they see dad 
Probably one of the most classic visuals in horror. You see this image all over the place. The dad holding a platter, the head on the platter with a little bit of icing on it, and candles lit and sticking out of it. It's great. It's so good. And he said the dad says, It's Father's Day and I got my cake. (laughs) And that's how it ends. We pan out, we get that comic Comic book book, freeze frame. It was awesome. I mean, there's some other stories in this movie that just they're not as well paced. I think they drag on a little bit. Definitely. I don't I think they could have spent a little more time on this and had it make a little more sense. Like you said, you don't really remember it. And that's because it was just like, oh, hey, Ampedelia is coming. By the way, Ampedelia killed this her dad. Oh, and by the way, her dad killed her husband. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. Uh oh wait, Bedelia's dead, and here's a zombie. Zombie's and, killing. Yeah. It was and, just like it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just right. like nonstop where you you couldn't really absorb it. You couldn't take it in. Yeah. And like I said, I don't dislike it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. It's just – it's not my favorite of the ones. Yeah. Now, here's one that we both kind of feel a little iffy on. The Lonesome Death of Jordy <laughs> Burrell. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Starring your man. My man. Jordy Burrell is played by Stephen King himself. <laughs> Can we basically just, <laughs> just a slack-jawed yokel um, that Worst looks like dentures. <laughs> <laughs> he's so silly looking he's dressed like he's going to a fucking Pearl Jam concert from 1993 yeah uh, I cracked up the whole time in this only because of the like was it our first episode where we, we talked about being a Stephen King stan We're, okay so Joe used the term stan which is a reference to Eminem's song stan where you're such a big fan that you're basically a nut over him. yeah you're, you're just yeah. the biggest fan in the world yeah and we made a comment in passing that imagine if you like if you watch the video for Stand by Eminem, this fan d- dresses up, <laughs> dyes his hair, dresses exactly like Eminem because he wants to be him so bad. Imagine doing that as like 80s Stephen King you get with those a huge big glasses. glasses. <laughs> and like I'm watching him here, and he's got that I don't even know what you call that hairstyle. It's just shaggy. <laughs> And I just crack up every time I think about imagining somebody being like, I love Stephen King so much. I got to grow up my hair. I got to fucking grow. Oh, my God. I'd laugh the whole time thinking about that. It still cracks me up. But uh, why don't you lead us through this one? The Lonesome Death of Jordan Varel. All right, so Jordy Varel. Jordy, Jordy Varel, which is a fantastic name, by the way. So ridiculous. So hard to say. I love it. Played by Stephen King, like I said. Um he discovers a meteorite. So ridiculous. Which he thinks is going to give him money to pay off his bank debts. Yes. And in his dream, he <laughs> thinks it's $200. His bank debts are $200. That he's so excited to be able to pay it off. And I would do anything to only owe $200. Yeah. Uh, another thing, just real quick, I wanted to say about Stephen King in this. He is playing such a cartoon character it's so funny like which is the point and you know what i don't think i liked this as a kid and i think i liked it more the I older agree. i was i agree because i think i realize now that this is really what he was going for yeah like he's playing a comic character yep yeah i agree and um the one thing i thought about this was jordy talks exactly how stephen king writes his characters did you notice that and i know he wrote it but like kind of like the trash can man right like it was really interesting like very crude like he's swearing like stephen king swears a lot because he tries to present that natural talking um so i thought that was cool and then the other thing that cracked me up was stephen king is doing cross eyes the majority of this movie (laughs) 
What a pain in the ass to do. Uh, I'd be so pissed if I had to do cross-eyed King is acting his ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he's totally... He's totally... Uh, he's not pulling any punches with his acting here. No. No, he's really not. Great. So, um, yeah, so he so finds a meteorite, wants to pay off his debt. Um, the meteorite is too hot for him to touch, so he <laughs> pours water on it. And it cracks open and some green... Meteorite shits come out. Meteor shit. <laughs> yeah, and he he he. We should note he has burned his two fingers because it's so hot. Because he touches it. Yeah, and the rest of the movie he sucks on his fingers like <laughs> some sort of psycho. <laughs> like the whole movie he's sucking on his fingers. It's I mean, well, he's simple. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the, that's that's the takeaway. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the meteor shit goes everywhere. Um. And he just goes in the house and continues life as normal for old Jordy Varel. Oh, and he's so upset that he cracked the fucking meteor. Yeah. Oh, you old <laughs> lunkhead. Oh, he's so Call yourself upset. a lunkhead. Because now he thinks he won't get, get any the, money. Yeah, he won't get any money for it. He yeah. ruined it. Uh, when he's in his house, he's watching wrestling. Um, and I just wanted – the only reason I'm mentioning that is I'm a huge wrestling fan. So is Joe. But as a kid, whenever I saw a movie where they were, like, watching wrestling, I felt like they were talking <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. yeah. Hitting your interest. I'm not just a fucking nerd that watches it. I'm yeah. not the only loser that watches it. Jordy Burrell watches it. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, so he's starting to notice uh, some funny growths on his face. Yes, uh, little plant-like organisms are... Sprouting all over something, them. yeah. Something very strange is growing on Jordy Varil. Uh, <laughs> he's sucking on his fingers now. He's noticing a little growth on his tongue, too. This, this shit is taking over. We see outside the house, there is just this meteor is growing grass. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst problem. No, except when you burn yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, the growth is happening. Everywhere. It's happening faster and faster. We're seeing it taking over. Uh, and it's really starting to take over him. It's on his face. Yeah. It's on his n- neck. It's on his back. And then the most random thing happens. He is visited by the ghost of his father. <laughs> Again, like, it's almost like they didn't give themselves enough time to explain these stories enough. Why? Yeah, Why? because there was no mention of his father. There's no mention no of like, the relationship. Was there? No. no right? No. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really... make sure I didn't miss that. No, it was really up. weird. Um, yeah, and his dad's like, don't take a bath. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> He's visited by the ghost. He just doesn't listen to the warning. When a ghost visits you, <laughs> take its advice. <laughs> take its fucking advice. <laughs> Whatever it tells you is usually a good thing to just take that advice and just run with that. Is it? I'm not so sure. I would listen. Mm, I guess I would just leave. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I wouldn't take a fucking bath, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so Jordy has decided he's not calling paramedics about this because he, he's afraid <laughs> that they're going to like chop off his hand. Yeah. Um, but we fast forward to the next day and his house is overrun yeah by fucking green just as green moss yeah. and grass and all of a sudden you see this body move and jordy is covered <laughs> head to toe and mo- it doesn't even you can't even make him out yeah he's just, just a, a lump of like grass yeah and maybe one of the saddest things i've ever seen um it's pretty disturbing so jordy pulls up a shotgun 
puts it in his well, I don't know because you can't see his yeah, mouth. Yeah. Put, puts it to his head, uh, his mouth area. And as he shoots himself, he prays to God that his luck doesn't run out. Because the whole time he mentions how bad of luck he has, over real luck. And he prays that his luck isn't bad enough and that he dies. <laughs> That's so depressing. It really is. It's so dark. It's the most depressing thing when yeah. you think about like, it. Please, it's, please let me have some good luck for once and just kill me. Fucking yeah. awful. It's fucking awful. And that's how that one ends. Yeah. Well, there's a, um, a forecast that says it's going to be heavy rains, which I took it to think that it's going to the keep, town is fucked. Yeah, well, yeah, and it spreading. pans out and it's already spread yeah. and. Typical Stephen King, it had to throw in a sign with every popular main town on it. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> he can't go one fucking movie without mentioning Maine. <laughs> homer. He, he is a homer. Such a homer. Such a huge homer. Did you see he's beefing with the uh, governor of Maine? Um, I didn't, but I saw him beefing with Better Call Saul. Wait, what? Why? Uh, the best thing ever. And I completely agree with him. All right. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a spoiler. Uh, he was like, he, he wrote an angry tweet. It was like, what the hell year is better call Saul supposed to take place? I'm on episodes one through three right now. That's what he says. And I was like, well, what's he pissed off about? He said, it wasn't until 2008 that I saw people with those family stickers on the back of cars. Yet it's on one of the vans. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> It's just a mistake. Let it go. Just that, that's your one beef. That's what makes you go, what year is it supposed to be? <laughs> it's clearly supposed to be earlier. Just let Attention it Attention to details, man. Yeah, for sure. I love King. He was, you ever see King at, um, Res, he's a huge Red Sox fan. And, yes. Uh, sometimes they show him at the games and he's sitting like, he has like the best seats in the house. He's yeah. fucking reading a book. The game's going on and he's just sitting there reading. And he's got like, he doesn't ever wear like new hats. Oh, he's no. got that old ratty ball. Like it's got like a tiny. Be- it might be like not even an official licensed merchandise, <laughs> like grocery store Boston. <laughs> I love. Oh, him. I love you, Stephen King. Yeah, I love him too. Um, yeah, Jody Varel. Um, didn't like it that much as a kid. Appreciate it a lot more now. I hated it as a kid. Liked it a lot. Yeah, liked it a lot this time. Uh, love Stephen King. He's just so funny in that. Yeah. He just plays such a great character. And we talked about this earlier, but I had read that he based his performance on Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Way to go. I also read that uh that the prosthetics that he had to wear, like for the uh all the makeup for all the moss all over him, he was insanely allergic to. And he had to take shots every day while shooting. Dude, I told so he's committed. Committed to the role. He's method act. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. That was crazy. Now, we head out of Jody, we're leaving the woods, and we're going to the beach, baby. Something to tide you over. Your favorite. It is my favorite. We got Leslie Nielsen, Ted Danson, Danson. Machine. Yep. Ted Danson. Ted, yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> Jesus uh, a tale of sordid love. Yeah. Sordid love triangle. Which, again, I'm- again, first of all, this is one of the longer ones. It is. This is when they start picking up a little extra time. They were like, uh-oh, we got to f- fill up this movie. Yeah, and it's weird because I could pretty much sum up what happens in about 30 seconds. Absolutely. That's with all these stories. And again, as a kid, I didn't know the backstory of this. I never knew it. And even now, I was like, oh, they don't really explain that. Like, they explain it in literally like a passing sentence. Yeah. 
I had no idea why he was doing this to Ted Danson and the girl. Because he was – they were cheating. Yes, I know that. Oh. But <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> However, it was such a passing thing. Like, So let's just get into it. So I, I'll just start out with the beginning. He showed – Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen shows up at Ted, yep. Ted Danson. Yeah, completely straight. Way far different than Jordy. <laughs> than, than, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Leslie Nielsen shows up at Ted Danson's door. Ted is kind of taken aback that he's there, but like not completely surprised. Right. And you're like, oh, do they know each other? Like, kind of weird. And then really just in a passing sentence, it kind of is just like, like, that's my wife. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's the only mention. And then that's, then they just keep going with the story. Right. Really strange. Um, Leslie playing playing it straight and it is phenomenal. He, yeah, he's great. Phenomenal. You want to go through this story since you like it the most? Because like it really didn't strike a chord for me. It, it really sure. Doesn't. I mean, I can I can sum it up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Leslie Nielsen is a, a wealthy dude. His yep. wife is unfaithful with Ted Danson. He wants to get revenge. He leads them to his his beach. House, I yeah. assume it is. Or is that his real house? Whatever it is. It's on yeah. a, beach. It's a house on He's a beach. loaded because he owns the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, the point of that being it's a secluded area. Uh, no one's going to find them. He brings them to the uh, close to the water at gunpoint. He buries them up to their heads. He And they are on separate sides of the beach. Yes. The only reason she doesn't know what's going on. The wife doesn't know what's going on with Ted. Ted is watching her on closed circuit television yeah. with a million miles of cable ran to do, in order to do this. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. Right. And uh, he buries them up to their necks and he explains to them if they want to live, they're going to have to hold their breath while the tide comes in and like loosens up the sand. Yeah. Which obviously they're not going to be able to do. No. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, I thought I could have survived that. Until I saw it come up completely over their heads. Yeah. And you're freaking out, dude. You can't move? No, there's no way you can survive that. Okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be dead before the tide hit. I'd just pass out and yeah. suffocate in the sand. And uh, so let so these guys are stuck out here. Ted has to watch his lover perish on closed circuit while he waits for the tide to come in on him. Yes. Leslie heads back. Leslie Nielsen heads back to his house. His house where he's going to watch on the closed circuit. He is dancing and singing and drinking by himself (laughs) and having a a pretty good time. Yeah. He is having the time of his life and he is watching this himself, which is the sickest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) He is a psycho. and He's playing it so good. The setup is pretty nice though. So um, then we cut and Ted Danson is fully submerged and he drowns. That's the end of the story. No revenge or anything like that. That's just the end. <laughs> that's how it ends. That's, yeah. how it ends. Yeah. that's, why, that's why it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> just straightforward. And just, Leslie Nielsen wins. <laughs> uh, but no, Leslie Nielsen decides he's going to go clean up the mess that he made, which is probably a good idea because he just left two bodies and a television set out by the beach. <laughs> right. Uh, but Ted's not there. And he just says, oh, the current must have pulled him out. Yeah. Little does he know. Little does he know. Yeah. That. They both come back uh, fucking covered with seaweed. Covered. I mean, and they're so, like, so covered. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. You can we just get tell it. They're, they're drowned. Yeah, they're, we get it. Yeah. They're drowned. We don't need covered in seaweed. Head to toe in seaweed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He tries to shoot them. Uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, they, they come to his house. Um, 
I don't know. Stuff like this cracks me up. They're clearly the walking dead. And Leslie's like surprised that his guns. Yeah, they have like no color in everybody at all. (laughs) They can barely talk. (laughs) (laughs) What? And they just keep saying, uh, take him to the beach. Take him to the beach. They corner him in the bathroom and they, they just consume him. Yeah. And that's that's the end of that. They bring Leslie out to the beach. Bring him to the beach. Uh, they give him the same fate that he gave them. And he's yelling. What was he yelling? I can hold my breath for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was so <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like saying the same thing. And uh, the lesson: don't drown your cheating wife and her new lover. Yeah, just get a divorce. Right. Just and if you're gonna drown them, don't watch it on closed circuit TVs while yeah. dancing and laughing maniacally. Yeah, or bury them up to their neck on the beach. Just <laughs> drown them in the tub. Uh, <laughs> this was my least favorite. Why? Don't know. Again, this weird thing with me and, and water and Jesus. water and ghosts coming and the undead coming out of the water. I'm just not a fan. I don't know. It was also so long. I mean, it wasn't so long. It felt really long. See, uh, one and not enough action. Like there wasn't action. Yeah, <sighs> Leslie Nielsen fires a gun into the. So sand. you don't like water? I like it. I like a good uh, revenge story. Do you and like- I don't know. I, I like Leslie Nielsen playing the straight guy, playing playing a murderer. That's true. I mean that 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 is really fun to watch. I mean, I I liked that. I like that aspect. Again, I really. It's just like the school bus one in Trick or Treat. I don't hate this at all. I like it. I like it less than the school bus one, but it's good. But just in these stories, it just it didn't do it for so me. So you place Jody Varel above this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah, very much so. All right. Very, very much so. Um wanna take a break before we go to the last two? Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. I think we'll do a break. Guys, we're gonna take a break. Uh we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about the last two stories. We have the crate and they're creeping up on you. Um, and then we're gonna, Joe's going to open up his pr- birthday yes. present. It's going to be awesome. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. <laughs> I'm just going to silently yeah. And then say thank you and sign <laughs> up. All right, guys. Uh, we, we'll be right back. Two girls from the suburbs going to the city to have a good time. Oh, uh, this is my roommate, Sam. Hi, girls. This is my sister, uh, Martha. Uh, Martha, these girls, uh, you know, want to buy some grass. Four killers on the loose, also looking for a good time. And the road. They meet in the last house on the left. What began as a birthday party ends as a nightmare. I want to give you something. I don't want that. It's worth a lot. I don't want it. I want to be your friend. No, you want to get free. I want to be your friend. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. (gasps) Just what did happen in the last house on the left? Dr. Collingwood lived there. Are you sure we're not going to put you folks in any trouble? Oh, nonsense. Our home is yours. His wife 
live there. I've always dreamed of a man who could take me easily. So did their daughter, Marie. They all lived there. painting keep repeating to yourself it's only a movie only a movie only a movie only a movie last house on the left oh man <clears throat> all right guys welcome back thank you for sticking around we really appreciate it Love creep show. Yeah, this is a stroll down memory lane. If I feel like we're going through this a little fast, but it's like it's kind of what we talked about in Trick or Treat, where it's so good. Yeah, there's just, not much to yeah, talk about. There's not. It's pretty straightforward. And right in your face. Yeah. Um, this next one's very straightforward. This one's very straightforward and very weird at the same time. Uh, starring. This is probably my uh, second favorite, by the way. It's very high up for me. Uh, it'd probably be tied with Jordy, I think. Uh, star, <laughs> so starring that babe, Adrian. How do you pronounce that? Um, Adrian Barbeau? That's how I voice it. Adrian Barbeau. She is a babe. She's such a babe. Swamp She was married to um, Carpenter, wasn't she? Oh, was she? Don't quote me on that. I should probably look that up. (laughs) Uh, You talk while I look that up. This this, this episode segment is called The Crate. Uh, We start out with a janitor working in a school who finds a crate in, I don't know, some sort of locked locked enclosure yeah and uh very in the open i was right she was married to carpenter oh cool (laughs) lucky carpenter uh so this janitor finds a crate in a vent or not even a vent it's like a little cage whoa it's like a it's like a little cage don't know how it was never seen before yeah it's uh, under stairs too it's very strange um so he finds this crate uh we cut to a very fancy party where we meet Billy, yes. who is Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Uh, Loudmouth drunk that insults and everyone embarrasses her <laughs> husband. <laughs> did, I, did you notice, did you catch how many years that crate was uh, down there for? 150? 148. Roughly? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and what would survive that long? I, I know. Which we'll get to. Yeah. So long. That is so long without food or water. <laughs> You're dead. Or being in a fucking box. (laughs) Or being in a box in the dark. You just, yeah. Uh, But we meet Billy, loudmouth, drunk wife uh, of a professor. She's a real piece of crap. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You could tell Adrian Barbo was having fun doing it, though. Like, because it was just so out of control. Like, they were like, like, she was hamming it up, being like, fake drunk oh yeah hey you she's getting her stephen king on just they call me call me billy so overacting so much yeah um but the janitor calls a professor who's at this party and tells him hey we found a crate dated in 1834 yeah so goddamn old um then the most random scene happens (laughs) where we cut back to the party and it appears that the husband of billy Pulls out a gun and shoots her, and the whole crowd, the whole party starts clapping. Just a dream. <laughs> what? What? That yeah. was so random. Again, it was like this weird thing where they didn't want to go into the details. They didn't want to tell too long of a story by explaining that this guy hates he his hates loud his wife. wife. Yeah. So instead, they just cram in this random daydream 
unexplained. Yeah. Until later, and you just kind of piece it all together. And you're like, wait, oh, okay. I actually kind of like that. It wasn't bad, but I mean, again, it, it was, was very random. Th- but then it just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> just like the rest of the story. It's just like, we got to hit this and just move. Yeah. Um, but the professor, the other professor decides he's going to go over and they pull this crate out. Um, <laughs> this is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They're, they start <laughs> unlocking the crate, right? Ever? Do you know what I'm going to say? Wait, what? Do you, I said, do you know what I'm going to say here? Tell me. Okay, so they're, they're starting to unlock it, right? They've got this crate, 150 years old. They have no idea what's inside. Clearly something fucking awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> no matter what's inside, it's 150 years sure. old yeah. and preserved in a box. Right. Okay. <laughs> they're taking it off. There's chains. There's locks. They start <laughs> dusting off the fucking locks. They haven't even opened the box. The locks outside of the box. They start dusting off the locks, and the janitor goes, I bet they're worth something. And they're looking at these locks like they're fucking <laughs> jewels. Guys, open the fucking box. Who gives a shit about the lock? <laughs> the lock ain't worth shit. Open the fucking box. Yeah, if you think the locks are worth something, what it's, what, what it's holding is probably worth so much more. Go, oh, these are going to be worth so much money. They are. So- this janitor is <laughs> awestruck by these fucking locks. And they're like looking at them and dusting them off. They are so intrigued by these locks. It's so ridiculous. Uh <laughs> I just thought that was out of control. Um, so they're about to take this top <laughs> off, and they start hearing monkey noises. Yeah. This is the most <laughs> ridiculous out of all of them. Because, like, they start hearing monkey noises, and they're like, oh, what is that? Well, my guess is it's a fucking, fucking monkey. But then again, if it's a 150-year-old box, you're like, nothing's living Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, I'd still be very hesitant to open it. But instead... Uh, I don't care how old it is. Uh, there's no way I would open anything that's making noises. And then the even better part is they don't even have it opened up all the way. They have it cracked open. <laughs> he sees something glowing. They're clearly eyes. Yeah. And he just sticks his hand in so fast. <laughs> so not even thinking. He goes, oh, I think they're emeralds. And he just throws his hand in there so fast. And the monkey just starts fucking killing him. Just eating his arm. So, so you're calling this a monkey? Yeah, I think it's like a... A yeti? A, yeah, it's like a yeti. That's, that's my thought. That can live 150 years without water or food <laughs> or light. That's what they're known for, dude. And imagine the shock when the thing opens. He's been in pitch dark his entire life. And the crate... But he wouldn't be able to see. You turn into a mole person. <laughs> Fine, yeah. One, He's not a person. 150 years <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, the giant monster grabs his janitor and just fucking devours him. <laughs> eats him so fast. Eats him so fast. <laughs> but, uh, to be fair, he's probably so hungry. He, that's true. That's true. Uh, the professor is just – he just books it. He's out of there. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and this monkey's now on the loose. He's – the spruce goose is on the loose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The professor runs into this assistant. Like, I don't know what this fucking kid is. What is he? He's like, he's the assistant, but he's like, oh, yeah, sure. There's a monkey on the loose. Like, I yeah. keep calling it a monkey, but yeah, they're always oh, sure there's a monster down there. I believe you. Then he goes down and he gets fucking eaten alive. <laughs> Pure as that. Uh, that's basically all that happens. Yeah, there's something about this story that it's just, it's so simple. It's so satisfying. And it's like, oh, yeah. I, this okay. is a monster that eats things. Okay, and, now uh, you run into this guy, this bozo who doesn't believe you. Now he'll get eaten. <laughs> Uh, now, here's where I think the story gets really unique and interesting. Um, professor shows up um, at Henry's house, who is Billy's husband. Um, 
and Billy is the wife, obviously. Uh, the professor's talking crazy. Uh, he, he's just he's trying to explain it to him. I I, th- I think Henry believes him, but maybe he's a little hesitant about what it is. So Henry drugs him, drugs his drink, gives him a drink, puts some drugs in it. Professor is lights out, and he heads off to the college, um, leaving a note for Billy. Come to the college. The professor's been having an affair, and he beat up this girl, and I, I need some help cleaning up this mess. Yeah. Pretty, uh, like, so we had seen him daydreaming about shooting her. This is even more, like, methodical and planned. I love this. Like, I love that this just came to him. Say, holy shit, I have a great way to kill my wife. There's a fucking monster on the loose. I'm gonna <laughs> a monster that I haven't seen yet, and I probably shouldn't believe it. Yeah, this guy. But I'm banking. I'm putting all my eggs there's, in this there's basket. There's no confirmation this thing is real, but no. he's sold. Yeah. <laughs> this is his way. It's so it's so crazy. So Billy arrives. Um, Henry's still cleaning. He, he's trying to convince her to go under these stairs so bad. The box the box is still under the stairs. And I guess the monkey's just hanging out in the box. The yeti or whatever it is is <laughs> still hanging out in the box. Um, it's not a fucking monkey. Yeah, he's he's in a box under the stairs. He's trying. Henry is trying to get his wife into the, under the stairs so bad. He's just, and she's not biting all the way. So she finally kind of goes up. Her voice is so annoying. She plays this part so well. Yeah. She's just nagging. Uh, so he throws her in and they get into this fight where she, she starts tearing him apart. You're not a man. You can't even get it up. And blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit. And, uh, the monkey just doesn't appear. And this guy, Henry's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. And then out of nowhere. It's happened again. Fucking Yeti bursts out and just grabs her. And that's, Billy's done. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, the best line in the, best line in the, just tell it to call you Billy. <laughs> Henry says, as she's being devoured <laughs> by an ape. Um, so anyway, so Henry manages to get the locks on the box again. Yeah. Locks that box up, takes it. And dumps it out. It must be so heavy. It's a fucking Yeti in a box. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's starved. Yes. So maybe it weighs like a pound. But... Well, it just ate three full <laughs> human beings. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. But he throws this box into the ocean and he thinks he's uh, he thinks he's all good. Yeah. He thinks he's all good in the hood. He goes back home. The professor's there. And he's very happy to play chess with his friend, the professor. He's glad to have his wife out of his life. And, professor uh, that he drugged though, right? Yes. So, why is he playing chess with him? I don't why know. Why is he not questioning the sequence of events that just happened? It doesn't this this story doesn't make a whole <laughs> lot of sense. And when the professor he wakes up is like being very ominous, like he's like, I had to do it. Like we had to do this, and now everything's clean. Like it's a clean break. And the the professor's like, Well, what if I woke up and called the police? He was like, you didn't. And I was like, is something going to happen here? And nothing yeah, happens. Yeah. They just played chess. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, did this guy really turn on him? Like, this guy turned heel and fucking It rest? was very odd. It was really weird. And then uh, and then it just then it just cuts to the bottom of the ocean and the monkey breaks out of the box. Because <laughs> he couldn't do that in the 150 years I, he's been <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. 
He finally breaks out. Yeah, whatever. I know. Still loved it. Uh, it was fun. It was really fun. When you break it down, I mean, even when I was watching it, I was like, this is so ridiculous. I have some notes here where it's just in bold, like that I wanted to talk about. It says, random ass shit alert. Most ridiculous shit in the movie. <laughs> just so much stuff. Yeah. In this in this one segment it, that blew my mind. It was fun, though. And it, it like, no, the movie blast. has that comic book feel. And, and I love the monster. Yeah. I love that there was a monster. I love that they included a monster. Me too. I, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. It was great. It I was also love great. that, like, nobody saw the monster escape except for us, the audience. Yeah. So we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Know. That was yeah. cool. And they kind of just leave it there. Yeah. Um, they're creeping up on you is our next segment. This is my least favorite one. And you know what? I've been thinking about that since I said, I think I'm backtracking on, what do they call that other one? Um, the tide one. The tide. Something to tide you over. I think I'm backtracking. I think I like that. <laughs> I, I It's not my favorite. I, I enjoy it. They're creeping up on you is boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah okay. It is. And, and it's... I mean, this movie is two Find hours. That's scary. This movie is two. It's not. Well, the ending is sweet, but yeah. this movie is two hours long. And even though I have, I've enjoyed every story up to this point, it, it just the, here's where it, like it's running on fumes. It's just like running out of steam. Yeah, it really and is. The story two hours is long. And you know what? After it is. so when I okay, so I actually watched Creep Show first. Sorry to cut you off. I watched Creep Show first. Saw it was two hours. I said, you know what? That kind of makes sense because there's so many stories. There's five stories. Then I watched it and I was like, two hours is still long for five stories. Then I put on Trick or Treat and I was like, holy shit. They did three stories, four stories in an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was like a perfect run You could have done that. You could easily could have done that. Yeah. Excuse me. Especially because the first few of these were so short. Yeah. You could have just balanced it out a hair. Yeah. This one... This one did not need as much time. And I'm sure there's people out there who this is their favorite one. Yeah, they're probably furious. <laughs> uh, especially like people that are afraid of bugs. Uh, you want to go ahead and talk about this one? Yeah, there's this dude named Upson. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, Upson. I didn't even catch that. Upson Pratt. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess he's just like a, a Scrooge. <laughs> he's just he's an Scrooge. old jerk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he lives in an apartment with, I mean, it's like super. He's a germaphobe. He's like, um, what's that guy's name? The aviator. Uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah. He's kind of got a Howard Hughes thing. He's super neat. It's like airtight. He's got his own air purifying yeah. system. And super afraid of germs. Yeah. And there is a lightning storm and a blackout. <laughs> yeah. And the blackout. Cause, oh, oh! I guess because he has everything locked down. I mean, yeah. like I said, this is my least favorite one, and every time I watch it, I pay very little attention. I, I did too. Was- I think the blackout means like everything shut down and all his airtight security shut down, and it brings forth cockroaches. No. Okay, never mind. So <laughs> that makes so much more sense. That would have been awesome. That would have been fucking awesome. Instead, uh, he's in his apartment and he starts seeing cockroaches everywhere. I also thought the cockroaches were fake at first. I thought he was just losing just his mind. Things, yeah. yeah. And that would have been sweet too. This is not sweet. So he starts seeing cockroaches everywhere, but somehow that blackout triggers more cockroaches, but it, I don't think it shuts the system down or anything. I think the cockroaches just strike. No. Cause the cockroaches are filling up while there's light. Hmm. And then, cause part of the terrifying, th- like terrifying in quotes that I thought of was like, <laughs> 
the cockroaches are all there. Like they're filling up and then the lights go out. So it's like shit. Okay. You're like covered in cockroaches at night. Yeah, you are right. I I don't know. I just thought that the blackout has significance to them getting into the. Well, apartment. no, that would make perfect sense. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. So I guess uh, that never, disregard everything I thought. No, it's just horse so, shit. It's so just basically there's this old asshole and there's a bunch of cockroaches. Yeah, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and really, I mean, there's not much of a story here. He's a piece of shit Scrooge. <laughs> the best scene in this, he has a panic room. He has a panic room, which isn't much of a panic room. He's running away from these cockroaches. He can't get away. Um, he he runs into the panic room and it just starts filling up with cockroaches. Yeah. We cut away for a moment to tell the side story of <laughs> his like helper who just whatever hates him, and then we cut back and the room's clear. No cockroaches. Not a single cockroach. Yeah. And you see this guy laying. He's He's dead dead on the ground. And then all of a sudden, dude, that (laughs) you see the vein in his forehead start bleeding, like blood starts coming out of it. See, this scene is awesome. This scene's amazing. And then cockroaches start pouring out of his mouth mouth. and out of his skin, and they just fill up that entire room. That scene was great. That scene was the only good part of it. (laughs) The rest of it's such a boring story. It, like the guy was just an asshole, and they tell this other story where he basically made a guy commit suicide <laughs> by like putting his company out of business. Yeah, and you're like, "What's the payoff? What's the payoff?" There's no payoff. You do not need that story at all, except I guess to hate him more. Right. But he's already a racist piece of shit. So, yeah, this one didn't do it for me. Yeah, um, yeah, not that great. And, and that's the last one. And that's the last one. And it really leaves you kind of on a bummer. You kind of wish. That was in the middle somewhere. It's like a popcorn. Or just not in there. Or just not in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we see the epilogue with Savini as a garbage man. He's a garbage man. They find the Creepshow comic book in the trash. Um, uh, and, but it, something's missing from the comic book. Savini's reading it. And uh, what's missing? Uh, oh, somebody sent away for a voodoo doll. Yeah, the That's voodoo weird. Doll. Probably won't. That probably won't come back at all in this story. <laughs> uh, we go back to Billy's house. His dad's got a stiff neck. A neck pain, yeah. Oh, what's going on with my neck? Billy is... <laughs> Billy <laughs> is c- cutting his dad so bad <laughs> with a voodoo doll. And he says, I'll teach him to throw away my comics. I love that's why he's not, he's not mad about getting hit or berated. He's mad that he threw away his comic books. He's not even mad. He's willing to kill. <laughs> For these comic books. <laughs> he is so mad he's trying to kill his dad over comic <laughs> books. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Uh, and what an awesome movie. Yeah, solid. Uh, aside from they're creeping up on you, I enjoyed all of them. Um, still, it had that nostalgic factor. Mm-hmm. I loved watching it as a kid. I loved the setup of it. I loved the comic book feel. Yep. What's your favorite story? It's the, the tide. Yeah, and you remove the yeah. other one. Yeah, same here. I don't think we have to... Highlight those. Um, anything good or bad about the movie you thought about? I liked, I like Trick or Treat how it ties everything together. But I also like the way that this one is set up. How each one is a different story, yep. like a different chapter. I agree, and, and they're really well written. They, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're all super well written. Like the stories are just amazing. It's uh, just, I guess, the best way to describe this is it's fun. Like it's just a fun. It's watch. really fun. It's really fun. And the bet, like, you could do this with trick or treat, but 
if you're just in the mood, like watch the crate, you could just go to that part and be like, oh, let's just watch the crate for like 20 that's minutes. That's true. Like, just show someone. That's really, part. that's true. And, and the one thing I didn't like, like, I didn't like, you know, the two stories, the, right? Those two stories, the tied one and the other one. Yeah. And that's honestly just being super subjective because there's so much good in all of those stories, yeah, sure. like in everything. It's just something that didn't really tickle my fancy. And that is a weird thing. Uh, but that something that Jordy would say It's definitely something Jordy would say. Uh, but that's, that's kind of like the cool part about these anthologies is you don't have to wait, spend a whole movie watching it. Yeah. Right. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. And that's really it. Um, I don't know. We, we got to open your present. I don't, there's some other things I want to talk about, but, um, let's, yeah, let's open the present, Joe. Yeah, let's do it. Pumps. It is Joe's birthday. He's turning 30. So I got him a, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I taped it. To, oh. I wanted it to make more noise. <laughs> I don't, I really shouldn't tape it. <laughs> That'll probably come out like crap. <laughs> That was the bell. <laughs> the bell. Funny story. So, so there's wrapping in it, you know, paper. Did you hear that? My dad. <laughs> this is such a side note. It has nothing to do with our podcast. My dad hates fucking noise, just in general. <laughs> and like every Christmas, I would he, <laughs> I would just go like this every for like for like five straight minutes until he fucking flipped out and like threatened to take all my presents away. <laughs> Honestly, I still I, do it every. I Christmas. would be so furious all the time. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and uh, let's see what you got there. Right. There's a ton of paper. There it, is, came, it came wow. in the smallest what box. What kind of paper is this? Uh, I, it's from my work. <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So what'd you get? Well, that's that. So that's, 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 that's the show. See you guys later. <laughs> so Sean got me a Big Trouble in Little China Jack Burton action figure. <laughs> Which is fucking amazing. Spit all over myself in excitement. It's fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so I love that they painted the shirt on, and it's like made like a 1970s uh, Star Wars. Toy. Even the like, even there's the like four points of articulation on it. <laughs> like you can move his arms and legs, and that's it. It's 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 this reaction. They're called reaction figures. I'm sure most people have seen them. They're pretty cool. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh god! Look, I mean, the, dude, art, they, they, the they artwork the, on the box is like the best. The artwork part. is fantastic, and it shows you the other ones that they have on oh, the yeah. back. They have the three: uh, low pan, rain, lightning, and thunder. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. And uh, he got me the Michael Myers vinyl figure, the pop movies. He's got a big bob, big bobblehead. It's fucking awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. I figured, and you know what sucks. Oh, man. I had a third, and I, I decided against it because I was like, I don't know. I almost fucking got you Sam. They made a Oh, they made a Sam one of these? Not even that oh, one. They- I was going to get you in the reaction style. Wow. They made a Sam, and he's like the same size as Jack Burton, but <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I, I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe not. And then I, I did that before I watched Trick or Treat, and after I watched Trick or Treat, I was like, fuck. I should have got him Sam. Wow. Thank you. This no problem. Awesome. Happy birthday. Jack Burton's like my, my hero. Um, yeah, dude. I loved that movie so much as a kid. I've, I've probably seen that like 9,000 times. Yeah. 
Not exaggerating. No, it's it was like one totally of my, exaggerating. It was one of those ones where my dad, my dad like kind of pushed that on me. That and Next of Kin. Do you ever see that? I have not. It's not horror. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> I was thinking next April Fools we should do not every April Fools we should do not a horror movie. Huh. We should do like a really but, but a similar like like a, a movie that has the same title as a horror movie. That would be fun. Like Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. Yes. Oh my god, that's oh, the god. only one. We just do Jack Frost every April. Oh, Fool. Terrible. <laughs> uh, guys, I think we're gonna wrap it up. It's the end of the show. Yeah. Everyone wish Joe a happy birthday on Twitter and stuff. Um, again, we have one more episode about anthologies coming up. So send us your favorite anthology, your favorite story from an anthology, your favorite character, whatever you want to say about an anthology that you hate them. Let us know. <laughs> We don't. I'm care. actually. I'm actually legitimately curious if uh, there's some really shitty anthologies out there that I might have missed. Because when, when I'm trying too. to think of them, all I can think of the ones is that I, the ones that I like. Yeah, and the the three we're going to talk about next week, I'm super excited to talk about also because they all kind of have a spot. Yeah, my memory too. So I'm I'm really excited. So we want to know what you guys think. Tell us if there's some shitty ones too. Yeah, I do want to. know. I would love to know because I'd actually like to watch some shitty ones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe not. I guess Creepshow too. Creepshow 2 is not good. Uh, let, uh, yeah. Creepshow 2 is not good. <laughs> you have the old Chief Woodenhead. That's just terrible. <laughs> the Raft, which I only watched because of boobs. Otherwise, it's a terrible version <laughs> of the blob. Right. It's a blob on a lake. Just close down the lake. <laughs> Simple. Simple as that. And then the Hitchhiker, which yeah. I barely remembered. I had to read about yeah. it. Yeah, It's awful. The hitchhiker is basically thinner. <laughs> he runs somebody over. Yeah, and then it, it just, is. Yeah. Huh. Huh. It probably was from the thinner story. And then he's like, let me make a thinner movie. <laughs> Which also wasn't very good. It was awful. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Stephen King movies some other time because there's a million. Yeah. So many. But, guys, send us in your anthology stuff. We'll talk about them on the air. Uh, and that's really it for the show. We want to thank Harley Poe for allowing us to use the song Gorehound off the album Pagan Holiday. You can find them at harleypoe.com and facebook.com slash harleypoe. Find us on Twitter at I Hate Horror Show. At Joe V421. We have a few websites, ihatehorror.tumblr.com, ihatehorror.com, and facebook.com slash ihatehorror. Join us on Facebook. I, I'd really like to start talking on there, talking with you guys. We've got some good fans on there. and yeah. We could have some good conversations. I like, you know, we could really talk on there tumblr is such a pain in the ass to use but you all use it so i have to talk to you on it <laughs> and it's not easy <laughs> well for an old man uh guys we thank you so much for downloading you guys have been so supportive it's so huge if you find the time just rate and review us on itunes or stitcher really helps people find us and we want to be number one we will never be number one <laughs> ever in any podcast rank <laughs> But we'll be number one <laughs> in your hearts. Uh, and we will get on that stupid thing that I'm obsessed with, which is being promoted during Halloween on iTunes. I want it so bad. If it doesn't happen, I'm I'm going to be mildly disappointed. Very disappointed. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. Adios.